See, this yeah. is this is the problem with John being gone. Is he always keeps me on track? <laughs> oh, like yeah. You and I could just talk forever. <laughs> I'm just nothing. I'm doing nothing but laying down tangent tracks. <laughs> What's up, Real Critics? As always, you're listening to Everyone's a Real Critic. I'm Jose, and if you're just tuning in here at EARC, John Wolf and I take a look at movies that have divided critics and audiences. We'll give you the Real Critics' thoughts on the movies, we'll break down some of the critic and audience reviews, and we'll wrap it all up with our overall score of the movie. But remember, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because everyone's a real critic. Today, though, we've got a little bit of a game changer. You know, much like Nathan Drake, our boy John Wolf is out on a globe-trotting adventure, so we have a special guest, a special sub, taking his place on the pod today, our very good friend and fellow movie lover, Matt McGuffey. Matt, how you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing really well. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to join you. Uh, this is an awesome podcast. I love movies. And uh, an <laughs> excuse, to, excuse to dust off the old film studies minor, you know? Oh, Not yeah, a big buddy. Deal. You know, even though it's a minor, it's a pretty big deal. I'm not gonna lie. To you. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, know, I just love the classes. Honestly, you could take. Let's. So you get a two-hour class. That's a movie. So you watch a movie. Film studies minor. Sign oh, me up. I did it too, buddy. I did it too. I mean, it, it was great because every every week you would just go to the movies. Yeah. I mean, watch something crazy like a Hitchcock movie or something wild that you would never turn on on your own. You know exactly yeah and it was nice to kind of be forced to watch something that maybe you wouldn't lean into if you yeah. didn't have to watch it for class which i yeah. i enjoyed especially over time but i i think the main thing i want to say too is you know obviously thanks for having me but there is no replacing john wolf so I'm oh just of course a sub. of course not. i'm just a sub john wolf is a legend i'm i want to do him <laughs> justice i don't want him to worry on his honeymoon in africa about anything other than lions you know I, i'm excited for him to come back and see if he's had any you know crazy treasure hunting adventures with his wife absolutely yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure <laughs> i mean i don't know how you go that far and you don't you know <laughs> yeah I, I i hope he doesn't get eaten by a hippo maybe he like outruns a cheetah he's gonna have some stories i'm sure you went from new york where there's no wildlife to worry about really i mean probably i mean rats probably besides that and then you went to the place like with the predators to worry about you know yeah 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 i mean I feel like the worst place is probably Australia, right? Don't they have like yeah. all the poisonous animals and stuff? But they yeah. have just big yeah. cats and big game and everything else in Africa. So also a kangaroo will mess you up. Yeah. Like a besides like poisonous stuff, up. a kangaroo will tear your face off. They'll gut yeah. you. They'll just gut you. They're they're brutal. They have they both way they more have brutal than I was. And they have yeah. like they'll kick the shit out of you. So yeah, yeah, and they know <laughs> what they're doing. That's the thing, like. I, I think we forget that is this this is not like they're not like thinking about it like oh i'm gonna do this move they just know what to do they know how yeah, to survive yeah, yeah. and like fight you it's not kangaroo very Jack, intimidating you know it's no it's terrifying it, w it wouldn't be a comedy it would be a tragedy yeah <laughs> they say comedy is really just tragedy anyways you know yeah absolutely and life is too <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so welcome to everyone's a real critic, Matt. 
Great to have you. Very excited. Normally right here is where John and I go into our what you're watching, our really good or really bad. Well, I love the music, honestly. I really do. <laughs> yeah, we got we have Sarasi to thank on that one. So it's sick. How about you go first, Matt? Tell okay, me what have you thing. been watching? I've been watching a couple things. So I'm I'm it's hard for me not to lean towards comedy, even though I like other things as well. Um so for comedy wise, I've been watching Shorzy. Yeah, so it's a spin-off of Letterkenny, which if you've never watched Letterkenny is like a super unique uh sitcom set in like a small town in Canada. And uh, it's just one of those like passion projects that you can tell that he reveres his like hometown so much. Jared Kiso, the creator. Yeah. Uh, you can you can tell that he reveres like his hometown so much because there's so many like authentic characters and like settings. But just the the comedy and the timing of it is unbelievable. So it's it's yeah. super unique to me as like a sitcom. But the Shorzy show took one of the favorite characters and gave him his own like series, mini series. So six episodes, pretty quick, um, and they're just hilarious. So it's about like a senior AAA hockey team uh, that's basically about to get sold if they don't start winning. Uh, so it. they're about to, they're uh, about to bottom uh, out. Yeah, concept. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're about to bottom out. Those spinoffs about like characters, whether they're going to go really good or bad. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I feel like sometimes there's characters who have such minor parts that end up playing in a major way. So like they're they're really funny, but they can't, you know, you can't do 30 minutes of it. So uh -huh. you have these like quick scenes that give them their due, but that's not like their whole show. So sometimes it's a little bit uh, like, I was unsure if it would be as funny if mm -hmm. now he's the main character instead of just like a supporting character. But it yeah. is, it's totally hilarious. That's yeah. great. That's great. Cause I always think of shit like, um, like the Cleveland show. Even yeah. Frasier, I think, is like a spinoff of like uh, 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 Cheers. Right. 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 right? And, and those are two pretty uh, uh, prominent examples. But they've tried it with like, I think they tried it with like Friends. And they gave Matt LeBlanc his own show called Joey. Yeah, you they know? did. And like, I don't think they that did. did very well either. No, it did So didn't. you never know how it's going to go. I just I feel like, especially that one, the other ones were maybe more of a like natural progression. But the Joey one was definitely like, uh, we still want money. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, They're like, we're not done with the money. <laughs> yeah, John Wolf likes to talk about that a lot. He's like, they probably just made this for the money. For the money. Oh, yeah. For the money. Like Morbius. What... Oh my God. Yeah. And as a, did you as hear like about a... Morbius getting a second release? I actually sent you a hilarious meme on Instagram uh, <laughs> that I don't know if you saw it yet, but it's specifically about this. And it's like, no, 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 we were busy this weekend. Can you do it again? <laughs> Can you do it again? <laughs> Which to me is so, so funny. So dumb. Oh my God. Did you see Jared Leto like promoting it again? And it's <sighs> he's got like a, a script that says Morbius 2, it's Morbin time. Oh, Dude. it was so cringe. I was going to say, I, I feel like uh, I was listening to your guys' podcast, obviously. And uh, in one of the episodes when John, John referenced, uh, stop trying to make Fetch happen. And that is, <laughs> that is the, to me, the story of Morbius. Uh -huh. It's like, just stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Oh, my God. He's, I, I, I'm I think not it a... made 85K in the weekend, which is probably how much it cost just to 
deliver the film reels back to theaters. <laughs> I was gonna say all the all the theaters broke even. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, and not probably... a single tub of popcorn was sold. I was gonna say, yeah, no no one was going back to see Morbius and spending money at the concession stand. There's no way. You know, at the risk of the FBI knocking down my door, I didn't pay to watch Morbius. And there was no <laughs> way you could have made me pay to watch Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would think a little less of you if you did pay. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, to be honest. I listened you to don't your, watch I listened it. to the don't. I was gonna say I listened to the podcast on it, and when you were like, Hey guys, don't watch it, I was like, Okay. <laughs> good good it was I a like, disclaimer right yeah. at the top yes for sure yeah. so what else have you been watching bud i also watched uh we own this city on uh, hbo max from the the creator of the wire kind of came back and did another show um another mini series wire six episodes yeah the, me too huge huge fan of the wire and i think uh just a timeless show right you know like it really is because i watched it for the first time probably like three months ago. I don't can't believe I didn't talk about it on the pod. Maybe I did. But it's mind blowing how that was released, I don't know, 20 years ago? How old is it? I don't even know. But it's I still early so relevant. Yeah, like released early 2000s, I want to say. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously there's like a lot of old cop, you know, wiretapping and stuff like that. That's yeah, is a little antiquated, but that's what makes the show so good is that after you watch have, a like burner episodes, phones and like yeah. pay phones yeah but you get so into the story that you've like none of that stuff feels old it all it all yeah. uh to me at least what i liked is that they each season started focusing on like a different aspect of mm -hmm. like the influence of both cops and drugs and culture mm -hmm. and it's wild so this is like a basically probably like a modern take i'm assuming on yeah so it's it's much more about corruption in the police department now so you've what you know there's yeah, corruption that's... in police departments <laughs> believe it or not especially in baltimore <laughs> no so yeah it's actually it's actually based on a true story so this is where like that and that's where some of my knocks with it were because i don't know it's it's kind of ironic because the wire to me is so good because of the realism but that mm -hmm. one is just loosely based on his experience in baltimore as like a crime journalist now this is based on a true story but it it didn't feel as true <laughs> if that what? that's if weird that, if that makes sense well just because something's something i'm i'm really bad when i'm watching something about like one little thing can really take me out of the story mm -hmm. john bernthal who's a great actor they make some decisions with his character in it that really just took me out of it and sometimes yeah. like I just don't appreciate that as much as I was appreciating the show, like the flow of everything. And then all of a sudden you just feel disconnected. You just feel distracted more than you're like, are watching the show. Do you think show. it's because it's like, he's a recognizable face? Maybe I thought that at first, but to me, it's more like they did some, just, they just made some outlandish like decisions with his character. So like at one point he has like a really ridiculous beard, like facial hair. And it's like, and it's like, did you watch? What was that show like American Gods or something like that? Did you oh, ever watch oh that? yeah, American Gods, the uh, Neil Gaiman adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever yeah, watch yeah. that? Are you talking so, about Pablo Schreiber's beard? He almost he has that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost has that kind of beard, and it just looks so fake and kind of like cheap and just and like forced for no reason. Uh -huh. That it really took me out of like the whole show. 
yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. John Burns. Because so again, like you're familiar with his face. Yeah. So like, yeah. doesn't if it doesn't look good on his face, you're just kind of like, I can't stop thinking about his face. And and there's no reason like for the character he's playing, because obviously it's based on a true story. So these are like real guys. You know, it reminds it, me of what is her name? Jessica? Is it Jessica Williams in the the newest Harry Potter? She mm-hmm. has a like North Atlantic American accent, but it's mm-hmm. just so bizarre coming out of her mouth. They're just like, what the fuck is she doing? So you're just like, I can't, I can't even listen. I can't even watch her character anymore, even though she might be doing a great job. And honestly, she right. was my favorite thing in the movie because the movie was right. horrible. But right. um, tough, tough. it's just like, what the fuck is she talking? Why is she talking like this? Yeah, and that's that was my other thing. So like, the really cheap, fake-looking facial hair was tough, and then he's got like a Baltimore accent that is just, you know, it, it feels like some Marvel Russian at times. Which, wow like elizabeth olsen as the scarlet witch yeah in like the first yeah. movies yeah how it rough. started was brutal. <laughs> like, yeah, brutal i love how they just just bailed on that too they're like you know what I, scarlet witch is let's just give her an american accent now even with like the black widow movie the back and forth oh, with the what's uh, her name uh, now who's like the ta- who's like taking over yeah florence Pugh. florence Pugh's yeah, character Pugh. as a uh, her sister Pugh? 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 I don't know how to see. I was avoid that oog? one. <laughs> <laughs> it's French. It's French. It's but French, that was exactly. like to me. Her speaking of her Russian, Russian accents, accent was brutal. Let's talk about Stranger Things four a little bit. Yeah, because that's yeah. what everybody's talking about. And I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I should just drop the Kate Bush song right here while we talk about this because <laughs> it's fucking everywhere. what a phenomenon you know it's, it's wild how it like has picked up but it's i'm all for it yeah. i love kate yeah. bush and if the kids yeah, are discovering kate bush mm, more power to them and Amen. more power to kate bush yeah for sure absolutely also just saying kate bush is is funny but kate bush <laughs> we're children we're children i know have you watched it at all yeah 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 i watched it started for it? sure uh, so it? i watched it uh yeah i'm like i'm caught up yeah I'm me too up. i'm entirely caught up We'll say one of those things three right I, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I started on like a Monday and finished it on like a Wednesday. Yeah, same here. I, I watched devoured it. Devoured it. Yeah. yeah, I devoured it like Dylan's burger. And I've, um, I've yeah, I've done it pretty much since the beginning of Stranger Things. That's how I've watched it. Same it's here. Like when I the season comes out. Back, yeah, me too. I just you you have to. I don't know what it is about Stranger Things. I love the first season, right? But um, every season thereafter. This is my main problem with Stranger Things. Like, we fell in love with this core cast, right? And then they just started sidelining the core cast with more characters. And so, like, it seems like it forgets about them sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that, too. And I wonder if that's just something you got to do when you have to make people expendable. Like, you got to add more. You got to add more people to the cast. Yeah. 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 You have to be able to, like... Because you can't, some of them off. you can't do, yeah, exactly. Like, I I didn't know until the other day that what's his name? Uh, what's Joe Curie's character's name again? Oh, Steve Harrington. Uh, Steve Harrington. Apparently, he was supposed to die in the first season. Yes. And then and he was like, such a it reminds me of what you said before. Like, when you have a side character that's so beloved, right? Like, then the writers kind of have to change and be like, oh, we can focus a little bit more on him. Yeah, yeah, it's working. It's working. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're like, dude, this guy, this guy's great. Yeah. 
Let's keep yeah, them in here. I, I don't know if it's the lines or the hair or what, but this, I, I don't know. Like I watched a uh, uh, an interview with Joe Keery, and it was like him breaking down like the biggest moments in Stranger Things recently. And they were like, oh, after Natalie, uh, Natalia and uh, Charlie Heaton's characters, which are Nancy and Jonathan, kind of became an item. They're like, what are we going to do with Steve Harrington? And then they paired him off with Dustin, Gaten Maserato's character. I don't remember his last name. And then they struck gold. And so you're like, oh, shit. Then that became my favorite pairing. I was going to say, still, still know to it. this season. Still to this mm -hmm. season, that's my favorite pairing. Yeah, they're hilarious. Also, pairing him with Robin was great. You know? Yeah. She's great. Three, but again, yeah. like she is great, and so is Max. Like those are characters that are great that they added into the core cast, mm -hmm. which I'm all about. But um, I will say I love this season, season four, but it has the same issues as the previous season. Like I said, where it's like it sidelines the core cast. Also, there's four separate stories happening, and yeah. some of them are way more engaging than the others. So it'll do this thing where it like cuts away to a different story, and I'm like, damn. I wanted to stick with the Scooby gang over here. Yeah. That are like actively yeah. trying to figure out what's going on in Hawkins. Not like Absolutely. California Jonathan and his stone just trying to get there. who I love. But yeah. like, what are they doing? You know? They're just like they're literally just trying to get there. And honestly, they haven't made any it feels like they've made no ground. <laughs> <laughs> and the last two episodes of the season, they're not even in it. Right. <laughs> like, not right. Even in right. It. right. And I, I honestly, uh, it reminds me of how I felt about uh, Sam in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Isn't that his name? Uh, yeah, when it would cut to him and he'd be studying in a library. Yeah, you're like, you got all of yeah. these like huge moving parts. And I know he had to find the answers and stuff in the library. But I can't tell you how much I hated those scenes where uh -huh. you go from like serious plot moving things to Sam in the library reading. <laughs> and you're just like... <laughs> And you know, stuck, like, uh, like, come on, dude. I just, that's I another guess I have show. to watch this. And that's it, yeah, absolutely. And that's another show that had so many different storylines happening at once. So you're cutting back and forth between all these freaking characters. Yeah. And again, some are more engaging than others. And in the last season, unfortunately, with that one, they had to like wrap it all up. And that's why it kind of fell flat. Absolutely. I'm hoping yeah. that doesn't happen to Stranger Things. I'm hoping so too, but like everything I've heard recently is kind of worrying me. Cause like the I writers themselves, written it. well, and, the, and they're even talking themselves are like, yeah, what we're trying to do is super ambitious. So, and it's almost like they're looking for forgiveness now. <laughs> yeah. And it hasn't yeah, even they're happened like yet. It up you know? already. Yeah. It's like, I listen, don't Duffer hate brothers, us, but uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I heard the Duffer coming. brothers are still working on the last two episodes for this season. Mm. See that we're not me. very, uh, uh, yeah, that's not, great news considering it comes out in like three weeks i feel like you either you either pull off a miracle and it works just because of you know everyone creative is a huge procrastinator too i feel like that's true i mean yeah or or you turn in that last paper as a senior and it's terrible but you're done <laughs> yeah exactly you know? at least it's over <laughs> it's over so the again great, you know uh, that feels like kind of what happened with game of thrones they're like yeah. let's just get it oh, over yeah. with let's get it yeah. over with you know? mail it in mail it in mm -hmm. I hope that doesn't happen, but I will say another thing that I, I will complain about with this season was that like a whole new backstory was created for Elle's character yeah. to justify the new villain, and it's like all this kind of results in the season, the season kind of feeling disjointed because I'm like, oh, so we're talking about trauma that she had before she escaped the facility, right? But it's mm -hmm. like, where was that 
in the last three seasons, you'd think it'd come up with her constantly being thrown at more monsters. Yeah, I I think uh, to try to play like devil's advocate here, I think it's like loosely unlocked by like her being bullied, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a if that's what they're going for. That's kind of how I read it. Was like these mm-hmm. things are coming out of her because she's dealing with like being bullied at school or whatever. So. Sure. It's like these traumas are like unlocking each other or whatever. And obviously they need some kind of mover for this season. Exactly. And and for what it's worth, I enjoy what they've decided to do with the villain. Oh, yeah. I think it's very cool. The the stakes Um, feel great. You know, like the mm -hmm. stakes feel huge because the way these people are dying is. Oh, dude. So I'm going to go on record right now. I have a prediction. I think we're going to kill a main character. this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's going to be Nancy. Nancy, ooh, yeah, that's, because she uh, can't, because she's stuck. Like she can't get back with Steve, even though that's kind of where you know things feel like they're going. They want to create. They want those char- for us to think. Oh, those characters are might get back together. But what they're doing is they're applying emotional stakes. What is this going to do to Steve when she's gone? Right. Or and, and by the time what's his name gets there, him too. Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan. By the time Jonathan yeah. gets there. Yeah, so, so yeah, we'll I see. I, That's I, can, my guess. I could, I could see it. I could definitely <laughs> see it, especially because I just feel like somebody from the main cast, like, kind of has to go at this point. Same. And uh, and it'll it'll be very like like Joan of Arc. Like she'll be a hero, you know. Like she'll mm-hmm. she's she's been a hero the whole time. And this yeah, that that kind of move would solidify, you know. And it would it wouldn't just affect like Steve and uh, Jonathan, but like Mike too, obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't even mind it if like yeah. her family learned about the upside down. I mean, they've been right there the whole time. Yeah, um, the dad like, is so I, good. I think it the season should end with like Hawkins knowing, like the rest of yeah. the Hawkins population knowing about it. So we'll see. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I do like the, I just enjoy the stakes because the deaths are brutal, the and that really brutal. that really adds a lot to me. Like, but I do yeah. think, like you said, the whole. Uh, and it's almost like they did that in the beginning with Eleven's backstory being like such a mystery that there's yeah. so much you can go back to. That just leaves so, much, it leaves so much. It leaves so much room that you can go back to build on it. But also, mm-hmm. like, how many times can you do that before you start to feel like, ah, mm-hmm. like it cheapens like, it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Which, yeah. honestly, that's, that's, I'll definitely get into that with some Uncharted talk too, but. But we have one more thing to talk about here. A good one. A good one. Yeah. And, and and that is that, like, the greatest action movie of the decade mm-hmm. <laughs> has been released. Sure. sure. Dude, Top Gun, Maverick. Everybody needs to go see this movie. Must the see. hype is real. Very Probably real. one of the greatest sequels of all time. It's definitely better than the original. Right? It's exciting. Uh, it's yeah, I mean... I, it's tough because, like, to me, the characters are better in the original. Iceman and Maverick, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, Goose and, and, yeah, and yeah. Goose. And I just, I feel like they spent a little more time on them in the first one, uh, just developing them and the kind of like their relationships. Yeah, you don't really spend a lot of time with like Hangman and Flyboy and the other new, like, dudes. And, and I almost don't know if we needed to because, like, because it's so good. But at the same time, it would have been a little nice to have a little bit more. I feel like they were just really quick, you know. I don't know if we can talk about yeah. spoiler, you know, spoilers. Let's and not stuff talk like about that. spoilers. Yeah, let's not. Uh, let's not do so, it. but is it a spoiler to say so and so is so and so's son? You know, I mean, it's kind of obvious, right? That's uh, a known thing, right? 
but like how they found out to me that was a little bit ridiculous (laughs) i saw a meme online that was like hey uh maverick it's like rooster which is uh miles teller's character he's he's uh goose's son he's like hey maverick do you by any chance have my dad's dog tags and then it, it like cuts to to the scene in, in Top Gun One where like he's chucking them off the airplane, <laughs> chucking them into the sea. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it was great. I just, I, just I, I don't the- know, man. This movie is just like, I, I when I was watching it, I was literally like jaw dropped the whole time. I was, oh, I yeah. actually there's actual stakes because I'm like, oh shit, like it's called Top Gun Maverick. So right. I was like, oh fuck, you know um but it just felt like an homage not just to top gun but like back in the day when you had those summers and they would just be dropping action-packed blockbusters Mm -hmm. no superpowers but like just badassery yeah i feel like the only superpower in this movie is just tom cruise's absolute star power driving it like he's an action hero i I, I know his politics yeah his religion gross disgusting yeah. but like he's an action hero he is an icon yeah it's it's yeah. you can't deny it and then to, yeah. honestly it's super impressive because he's like five five or five six however I tall he it. actually is it's amazing yeah that, it gives us the short kings like myself inspiration if you're under six you know? foot if you're under six foot and you don't think the most of tom cruise you're lying to yourself yeah. speaking of short kings we got another we got another short king right here in this movie tom holland tom Maybe. holland yeah I think there's a case, there's there's a case for saying that Tom Holland is going to be the next Tom Cruise. Honestly, I I I wouldn't disagree. That makes sense to me. It all adds yeah. up. You know, he right. is he is an action movie hero. Absolutely, he's got the chops to be funny. He's he's got it all, really. I mean, he's got it all. But this movie, I don't know about this one. <laughs> I, I would maybe yeah, not it, in this one, but so let's get into it. Let's get into uh, Uncharted. Sounds here. good. So, Uncharted, Matt. Matt, it's uh, according to the uh, official summary, Uncharted is treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan recruits street smart Nathan Drake to help him recover a 500-year-old lost fortune amassed by the explorer Ferdinand Magellan. What starts out as a heist soon becomes a globe-trotting white-knuckle race to reach the prize before the ruthless Santiago Moncada can get his hands on it. If Sully and Nate can decipher the clues and solve the world's oldest mysteries, they stand to find $5 billion in treasure. But that's only if they can learn to work together. It almost makes me want to watch it again. (laughs) 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 So this movie uh, is directed by Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland and Venom before that. Um, It was released in 2022, post-pandemic. I don't know how well it did, but um, something tells me I, not great. I looked it up. It did like I think it cost. What did it cost to do like one, one twenty or something like that? One hundred twenty million to make. Okay. And I want to say like four hundred twenty is what it made. So like it actually, yeah. I'm That's so okay. like it. It's not a flop. It, it, it did pretty well, and I think it's one of those things, and we'll unpack this more. But I think it's one of those things where they played to their audience and they got the money for it, right? Like yeah. 
if you play the video game, which the video game from what I understand was really popular. So if you play oh, the game, it. you probably saw the movie and they got that, you know, you can tell that and kind of what they made back, I think. Yeah, but I didn't realize um, there was such a diehard like Nathan Drake audience out there. You know what I mean? Like I played yeah, the game, honest, but I was never neither. like, yeah. oh shit, like I'm going to go where I'm going to wear my Nathan Drake t-shirt and and my I'll put on my gun holsters and cosplay and go watch <laughs> This oh, this new right. Nathan Drake movie, right? Like, right. I'm gonna I wear my was Spider-Man suit to go see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, before we get into rundown here, let, what were your first thoughts when you saw like the trailer and stuff? I was actually pretty excited. You know, I didn't play the game, so I don't have that connection like whatsoever. Um, yeah. But to me, I'm I'm a big. I like the pairings, you know, so when you see a movie come out and you're like, oh, man, Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, they've yeah. never been paired together before. And well, both of them, obviously. Pairs. So we like yeah. we have our actors that we like to see on screen together. Yeah. You know, you get excited about stuff like that. You know, like I was stoked when I heard Kumail Nanjiani was going to be on Kenobi just because I'm a huge Kumail Nanjiani fan. Absolutely. Right? So, Same here. Yeah. 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 Same here. So Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, you're like. Okay. I, at that point, I'm I'm pretty much in. I feel like it's going to be the two of them have the chops to carry a movie alone. So together, mm -hmm. it to me like just simple addition. I think it's going to be you know at least great from that side, from the casting side. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you have uh, Antonio Banderas is you know the bad guy, the the House of Moncada. You know, it's he's got an accent. Look out. Maybe. Uh... Maybe I'll say this too early, but like, if only he was actually in this movie. <laughs> right, right. And, and honestly, that's like one of my biggest questions is like, how much did you pay that man to like barely be in this movie? He showed up on set for three days. <laughs> honestly, if that. I mean, just his, his lines were hilarious too. Like, he might yeah. as well have been like, I'm the bad guy and I'm going to do the bad things. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, just okay, we're going to get ahead it. of ourselves a little bit. Yeah, but like... yeah. <laughs> so, for what it's worth, like, I'm not much of a gamer either but like i actually played these video games um and the games themselves are like very cinematic there, there there's a there's always a narrative you know what drake wants to do and it's third person so like you're watching drake do everything but at the end of the day they are video games and video game movies never seem to work for whatever reason i yeah, challenge I don't you think so. to give me an example of a of a video game adaptation that's actually good you know I would love to be like Halo, the show, but obviously. Oh my God. I'm so, like <laughs> Pablo Schreiber is is Halo. Like I can't believe there's two Pablo Schreiber mentions in this podcast, but is yeah, Halo, is seriously. Master Chief. Have you yeah. watched any of it? Oh, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. What did you think? Give me a quick. <laughs> Honestly, this is, this is as honest as I can be about it and as nice probably as I can be about it. The first 15 minutes of the first episode gave me everything I could have possibly wanted from yeah. the series. I watched it. I watched the rest, that. the rest of it. Who cares? I, um, <laughs> just, I just couldn't care about it. Cause the tough. first 15 minutes you see Bastard chief, like engage in battle, everything uh -huh. you want to see when he first lands his superhero like, landing. Exactly. Oh man. Oh Sick. man. But then he takes his helmet off and you're like, Oh, they're trying to make him a character. Now that's where it starts to really go down. Yeah. I understand why they wanted to do that though, because like we already have Mando, and you mm -hmm. can't have like you'd be I don't yeah. I don't know how else you would do it. Like you want to have him as an actual character, you know, 
And for them, they had to rip the Band-Aid off. You know, like all of the quick, video and game they did it fan, quick. Yeah, they did it quick. They did it quick. Yeah. Which I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't hate them for it. I think more or less, again, it's frustrating because there's like movers and shakers and then there's scenes that are not. There's a lot yeah. and there's a lot of filler in it, I feel like, just to make the Well, to be like, honest, like, I, I played the Halo series. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you what the fuck the story was. If I were ever going to play another series, I remember I'd have to go to YouTube and be like, explain to me what's going on. And they're like, oh, Reach, the Covenant, the Fall, blah, 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 you know, like the Navy. And I'm like, I'm lost. I'm already lost. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. How does Master Chief fit into all of this? I, I was never a big story mode game guy. I was always more like multiplayer. So I like I played Halo, but more on like the deathmatch kind of side or like Slayer yeah. or whatever it was called. But then to me, like that's why the first 15 minutes were so electric. So it was just like all of the action you wanted. Live action. And Halo, then there was just badassery. there was just like no action ever again almost. There's like two or three episodes, in all honesty, that have like maybe 10 maybe 15 minutes of action each. Wow. So like but I in heard, each of those episodes. I heard that he got some action. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she's and she's a weird, you know, it's interesting. It's very interesting. What the fuck? That's so weird. She's a weird character for, for sure. Uh, Uncharted though, it mm-hmm. is a very narrative-based, story-driven game. There's no mm-hmm. multiplayer involved, which is why I always liked it, because I'm the opposite of you. I am horrible at multiplayer games. Like, I never played too much Halo online because then I'd hear, like, 12-year-olds ripping me to shreds. You know, and yeah. I'd be like, fuck this. I just kind of want to play a game. So yeah, I yeah. was always drawn to, like, Uncharted because it's just me by myself as Nathan Drake, you know, huddling, playing, playing yeah. against some computer AI. Living it and out. It was a blast. Yeah. So yeah, it's similar to Tomb Raider in that, which we did an episode on, and we kind of talked about why video games kind of don't work. And I mm-hmm. think that it's the same here. You know, like, yeah, it's a narrative game. And we have a main character that we play as. So it seems like the blueprint's there for this to be a film, but like the majority of the gameplay is still platforming, combat, puzzles, exploration, right? I knew all of that. So I never actually had a big, I didn't think this was going to be great. <laughs> I thought yeah. this was dude. Well, I was conflicted kinda... about the casting, you know, yeah. unlike you. But I was like, because I played the game, I was like, Sully's supposed to be an older mentor type role, but mm-hmm. I knew Holland was going to be great. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I thought like, okay, it's a video game adaptation. They generally fail because of the fundamental differences between video games and, and movies, which are like interactivity. And if you're playing, if it, it seems like you're just playing on people's, I don't want to say nostalgia, but like they already have a relationship with this character. And when mm-hmm. you bring that on screen, like you're also bringing all the baggage that they, that they already have. And this very personal uh, relationship that they might have with the IP because like, again, you played it you know mm-hmm. like you had your own experience that is different from anybody else's you know yeah maybe i hate the drake games maybe i played the whole thing and i'm like fuck those games and then i go see the movie and i'm like yeah fuck this movie you know but yeah. maybe i love yeah. the drake games and then you right. go see the movie and you're like fuck this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i think uh it really hit me like the second time i watched it uh to me and then this was something i was going to say towards the end but i'll say it now because i think it's the right time this movie to me feels like you're watching someone play the game who's already played it yeah so there's there's no more stakes because he knows all the answers there's no struggle he you've already beaten it and you remember exactly how to do it it's like oh we need this where is it there it is it (laughs) happens it happens that that's the problem with like trying to 
adapt a puzzle game like tomb raider is the same 100 yeah you know like she just knows exactly what to do oh uh we're in this catacomb like what do we do well there's oh there it is and then they like, just yeah. click the button and then it opens up a door and you're telling me nobody has ever opened that door before nobody's ever nobody's ever been on the ground and looked up like that you know that's yeah like, yeah nobody's ever me, noticed that like the floor is actually a map for the room <laughs> that they're in like yeah. what <laughs> yeah to, to me there were there were so many good examples of this uh that i could pull from but to me one of my favorites right is there's heaven or hell and they oh, split yeah, up yeah so you have sully and then you have what chloe and nate uh-huh so they, they split up and they go the separate ways to go because you have to right yeah they, they each have a key now sully is above them in a grate they're or he's above them on a grate yeah they're below, and they're below and they need the key he drops down the key and then they're like this isn't a this isn't enough or something like that we need this i forget what exactly it was that they needed i think they had to and put he, the keys together right to okay yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's that's what it was that's what it was they're like we need is there anything up there that could help us and sully just which turns is exactly his what's head. happening right now <laughs> yeah so yeah sully turns his head and goes it looks like a ladder or something i see it and he like yeah. he just immediately sees it so there's no like real stakes because it all happens so fast that it just to me it like cheapens the whole adventure yeah for what it's worth it's it's really hard to write something like that too yeah you know where yeah like absolutely i mean like look at the batman you know the batman is is mm -hmm. he's got puzzles from the riddler the whole time and he gets them like this justice yeah he it's like oh he, he gives him like a new little riddle and the batman just says the answer immediately like yeah yeah i feel like in film it's hard to do that because like puzzles again and riddles are a very interactive thing right the audience figure out so like right. if you're watching if you do it it's always going to feel it's always going to feel cheap because yeah. your main character has to get from point a to point b movies are inherently efficient so like you can't spend time with your character being like i don't know yeah yeah exactly and i i understand that and i think like that's part of the exploration of this movie is like is it is it the video game nature that limits it or that makes it maybe something of its own and as far as a movie yeah yeah which you is know, a good question that i think the answer to is that it limits it absolutely and i i agree yeah. but we're we're also more movie fans than like video game fans true so true. so i kind of i kind of wonder if this introduces a new platform for video game movies almost like like a new because of the video game movies this is probably a better one i would say that uh, i agree i agree like i think but for a movie 2018 one is pretty good it has the same issues the warcraft one is wild do you remember that movie yeah i i saw it and i can barely tell you anything about it yeah i couldn't tell you what it's about like I yeah that's but it looks cool <laughs> yeah 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 exactly same with master it, chief it like cool. it looks yeah. cool but like cool. it's not sure. a, a great film you know well and i think i posed another question that, that i'd like to ask and it's like if you so my complaint is that it's like doing an escape room with somebody who just did it and they they know all the answers so to me is it better to have as so there's a there's so let's say there's you know 12 steps to get to uh the treasure would it be better to have six steps that are a little more involved mm -hmm. than 12 like we need to do this there it is we need this yeah, key. yeah. here it is like well also the film wants to you know take us on a globe trotting adventure you know right. so it has to be like oh we have to go to spain now we have to go right. to 
uh, the Philippines. So like, cause it's a and movie and like, you gotta put pretty stuff on screens. And you're not Batman. So you're gonna get two hours tops. Yeah. yeah you're not gonna yeah, get exactly. three and a half. You're not exactly. gonna get three and a half for your first film. There's mm -hmm. no way. But wait, hold on. Let's do the real rundown real quick. See, this, yeah. is, this is the problem with John being gone is he always keeps me on track. <laughs> oh, like I'm, yeah. You and I could just talk forever. <laughs> I'm just nothing. I'm doing nothing but laying down tangent tracks. <laughs> it's okay. We I, we knew this was gonna happen. Okay, absolutely. Just real quickly, I'll read the real rundown, and then we can continue to go on tangents, right? So, just for those who haven't watched the movie, as usual, I always suggest you watch the movie first, unless it's Morbius, in which case, never watch it. But for this movie, I for what I think this movie is actually kind of fun for what it's worth. It's oh, a absolutely. Fun movie to watch right it's not yeah. uh it's not like fucking yeah it's not uh Amer it's not psycho by hitchcock it's not fucking it's not indiana jones even <laughs> yeah you, you could but, you couldn't write you couldn't write more than one paper on it and yeah. you probably won't set a weekend every year to watch it again you know exactly okay just real quickly the rundown so nathan drake played by tom holland wakes up he's hanging from cargo that's like falling out of a plane in the middle of the sky and we follow as he makes his way back onto the plane, charismatically murdering a couple of people who don't really matter in the process. The cold open then transitions into a flashback where we learn that the Drake boys, uh, Nathan and his brother, love history. They love treasure. His older brother, though, bails on him. And we flash forward 10 years where Nathan is now a bartender in New York and he's just pickpocketing rich chicks. Um, Sully then shows up, played by Mark Wahlberg, and he's like, yo, I could use a man with your skills. I, never, I knew your brother. And so they team up to find Magellan's treasure. The first step involves stealing a golden cross from an auction. But then there's an evil rich homie named Sebastian Moncado that's played by Antonio Banderas, who has a super nice car. And he wants the gold too. He thinks it's his family's birthright or whatever. So he's hired a group of assassins led by Joe Braddock that's played by Tati uh, Gabriel to help him. Uh, Nate creates a diversion while Sully steals the cross. And then there's a big Scottish guy with an accent that says something funny. But the new duo managed to get away, and then they're off to Spain for the next clue. Here, they meet Chloe Frazier, played by Sophia Taylor Ali, and although she initially steals from them, they begrudgingly team up to find the treasure. Moncada, meanwhile, murders his dad so that he can inherit the family fortune, which came out of nowhere, dude. Like, came mm. out of nowhere. It's like, you know how Saves the Cat exists? Like, okay, your hero saves the cat so that he can be a good guy. He's got, The bad guy has to murder somebody, you know? Yeah. In yep. Harry Potter, it's a baby. Um, yeah. Again, so the, again, there to me, there was a lot of, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. Hello, I'm Antonio Ben. I do the I'm bad things. Bad I do yeah. the bad things in an accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look out, so, there's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, take that, daddy. Uh, yeah. So the clues lead the new trio into the catacombs of a church in Spain, and we watch as Chloe and Nate figure out puzzles, and Sully fights Braddock in a Papa John's upstairs. Uh, Nate saves Chloe from downing in a trap. He's saving the cat. And they manage to get the clue, a map, which leads them to the Philippines now. And Chloe uh, double-crosses our heroes at this point. She turns out to be hired by Mancata as well. And Sully and Nate have a little falling out because, you know, you need a little drama in the relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, Chloe reveals mm -hmm. to Drake that Sully knows what happened to his brother, Sam. He was murdered by Braddock, supposedly, but Sully never actually saw it. So it's all speculative and probably just more sequel fodder. Anyways, they get over their differences. They decide to continue working together. They board the plane in the trunk of Moncada's car and Braddock murders Moncada again out of nowhere. Chloe flees 
and Nick then confronts Braddock about his brother's death. A fight ensues, and we are now caught up with the cold open. The cargo drops out of the plane. Nathan falls out with it. Although I didn't see the part where he gets knocked out, which is wild because he wakes up in the middle of the, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, he wakes up like as if he has been knocked out in the beginning, but that never happens when we catch up to it. Anyways, Nate and Chloe fall point. off the plane with Moncada's car. They manage to land safely by jumping onto another big piece of cargo that has a, a chute. In the Philippines, Drake then figures out the last clue with some help from Sam's postcard. He lures uh, Chloe away and then finds the treasure. Sully shows up because he has all the apps open on his phone. <laughs> and then Braddock <laughs> shows up, so they just hide. She airlifts the ships out of the caves, and then another mm -hmm. action sequence happens where Sully mm -hmm. commandeers one of the copters, and it's like a ship battle, but in the air. It actually mm -hmm. looks pretty cool. Uh, is. Sully is then faced with the decision of saving Nate or keeping a bag full of gold. He chooses to save Nate, and the heroes win. Braddock dies. Sully makes it out with a few pieces of gold despite absolutely destroying the priceless ships, losing the treasure to the Philippine Navy. Archaeologists, I'm sure, would be in tears at this point. And then we see Sam alive in jail in a post credit scene, and Mark Wahlberg is wearing Sully's classic mustache from the video game. And the movie ends with them like walking out and being like stopped by an unseen force, and it just cuts to black. Sequel? Sequel. I, <laughs> you, you know, I haven't. Have you heard anything officially about a sequel? Obviously, like they're trying to, but. No, I haven't heard anything officially. Um, clearly, they were setting it up though the whole yeah. time. Yeah, I think I think they'll still do it. Obviously, it did like well enough to me. Like like in the game in the realm of movies, if Morbius is going to get a sequel, this one definitely should get a sequel. I I agree. I could talk mad shit about this movie, but I mm -hmm. would watch it. Yeah, me too. I like like you said, it was fun. It it, it is a fun watch. Is mm -hmm. it the most? Does it have the most depth of any movie you've ever seen? No, no. no. Not at all. Far from Absolutely it. Absolutely not. But it yeah. is fun. Was there anything that stood out to you in Act One? I mean, the cold open for sure was super cool. And they did I that think... weird, like it goes first person at one point. Yeah. His hands. I was like, that's yeah. interesting. I kind of like the I, camera work for that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, this is one of the few movies to me where I enjoyed the beginning and like the setup more than the end. And then I feel like going back to kind of what I was saying before, I feel like there's a lot of cheap steps along the way i would include nathan and sully's relationship in that it mm -hmm. moves so fast and we don't really have any time to like have them actually fight each other and actually get back together it just kind of happens like within like 10 minutes because yeah. you have to you know like when you're here hitting those story beats you have to do that break right. the char characters apart so that they come back together having learned something about each other right but like that doesn't really happen in this movie no one and there's no depth to it it happens but it's just so surface like like you never really question anything right like no. they get in a fight oh they're gonna go their separate ways no they're not you know they they're gonna get back together yeah, yeah you know it yeah like there is, was no scene after that when they fight where like nathan decides i'm gonna do this by myself and then fails that's what should happen afterwards right, right, right. Or, or is failing and sully comes back and saves him or something, you know, yeah. To for it to carry a little bit more gravitas, like a little bit more dramatic uh, yeah. weight. From the very beginning, they're like just shooting witticisms back and forth. I like to see it because I like these actors and they're both charismatic, mm -hmm. but it never feels like deserved. <laughs> yeah. Again, it just feels kind of cheap. Like 
even though it's executed well it just doesn't mean anything yeah just like the bad guys like yeah like when we first see antonio banderas he literally just walks up to nathan and threatens him out of nowhere same with uh joe braddock tati gabrielle's character as a bad guy i kind of liked her she was cool i think i love the i love the split between like when you hear braddock to me i think of like the guy who's like the giant muscle yeah and then and then she's not but she is badass like she is badass i thought she was a pretty cool character she reminded me of uh in remember in the incredibles there's like the bad good girl that like yes yes but helps out mr incredible the the platinum blonde i always thought she was so hot dude honestly and i thought braddock was too i thought they nailed yeah. it but she never kind of had that redeeming i'm I, I'm, I'm good arc she was just bad. i feel like she should not have died if you're gonna make a sequel I she has like sequel. and who knows if she did right did she like she got like crushed but you know was... <laughs> yeah you uh, know just like a massive ship fell on top of her yeah but, like, movie yeah, logic yeah. she could yeah. be fine she like dove under the surface or something she's fine I was going to say, you know, it's the same realm that uh, Tom Holland's leaping from cargo thing to cargo thing in midair. They're having a conversation in a car while they're falling. You know, there's a lot of unbelievable things here. They could bring yeah. Braddock back. I'm into it, though. Like, that's yeah. what I want out of uh, an insane action oh, this, spectacle. The action you know? sequences were pretty tight. Yeah. But you know what? Now I'm thinking, like, to compare it with Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Top Gun is set in like like a real world stakes. Like the planes will literally be destroyed under a certain amount of G force. And you're like, okay, I understand all these stakes. Yeah. That doesn't exist here. The concept of gravity is gone because he's just jumping from one to the other, walking his way back. That seems fucking impossible. It, I'm I'm gonna go right back to Mean Girls again, and I'm gonna say the limit does not exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is yeah. no limit in Uncharted. It's, as it's to what like anybody a, can do a fast and furious movie where like yeah. a six a six yeah. three man 400 pounds jacked can literally hold a, a helicopter a helicopter by a chain down yeah with yeah. a chain it, a it chain. doesn't it doesn't matter they're action heroes so and and again man, i don't know I if love it says more. fast and furious i love it. Yeah, i was gonna say i don't know if it says more about me or the movies that i see that in the trailer and i'm like oh that is so ridiculous and then I watch it. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> and I, yeah, and then I go see it. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I'm trying to think, like, what other moments do you want to... That's the thing. It's like, this movie, it doesn't seem like there's specific shit to talk about, just because it's like, I don't know. It all happens well, I'm getting so ahead fast. Of myself, but it, it's just all happens yeah. so fast. It's just, like, stuff happening on screen, and you're, like, just turn your brain off and watch it because there's not much to think about here yeah and then i i I agree like it's it's kind of a movie where it's okay to passively watch it you know like i think for us for us you really want to actively like dissect these things and you get to a point where there's nothing there you know like you really can't cut into it because there's nothing below that it's a good movie to like turn on on a sunday where you're going to be doing chores around the house And yeah, you can like stop and be like, oh, I kind of liked this scene. Right. I'm going to watch this for three seconds and then turn around and keep doing whatever I'm doing. The action sequence, the big ones, were genuinely creative. The cargo hold thing, the, the ships flying around, wild, makes no fucking sense. But fun Tough. to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fun to watch. And, I, I, and Tom I Holland think... is so fun to watch. He really is, you know, and I, I'm very biased because I love Spider-Man so much. Same. But, like, if you don't feel the same 
that you do about this movie is like in some of those spider-man scenes like not only is he like literally crawling and jumping from thing to thing like spider-man but all of the sounds he makes while he does it he's just charismatic he's like oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. he's he's just such he's so believable he's a great actor you know you know what i I, that's what i'm saying he's gonna be the next tom cruise oh yeah and like i hope he gets like a choreographer like some jackie chan type choreographer because in this movie it seemed like the stakes were like he was always like teamed up on and kind of like and that's kind of tom holland's thing it feels like like he's he's always the underdog so it's Mm -hmm. fun to watch him on screen because he's just like flailing trying to figure Mm -hmm. shit out which is very jackie chan to me you know jackie chan's always fighting 40 dudes and he's like his face is bewildered and he's like whoa ah, yeah ah, like kind of like like surprised with each new bad guy yeah Yeah. he's always surprised and also surprised about like beating them he's like oh shit somehow yeah i managed to like oh here's a ladder i'll use the ladder i'll use the you know like (laughs) i want to see tom holland doing shit like that and absolutely this was just a great vehicle for you to be like tom holland's like a solid action star i kind of loved the scene where he has the cannonball oh yeah me too it was cool but the only question i have is how all right so the sequence is like the cannonball rolls into his lap after he's like fallen and done a bunch of crazy stuff Uh it lands in his lap he he so he has to shoot the other helicopter down with the cannonball sully needs him to do something so his something is going to be he's going to use this cannonball he takes the cannonball puts it in i don't remember where he gets like the gunpowder or whatever i think it's like in a jar labeled gunpowder because this movie i don't remember where he got it (laughs) i i want to say like he like opened up a bullet casing or something and poured it in there but i'm not even sure if that's true it i i don't remember it but i feel like the way the things went in this movie it was very much like i need gunpowder and then there was a jar labeled gunpowder everything and and he grabbed it and he dumped it in maybe that's not what happened but i feel like that's probably that's how the movie works so like right we need to uh solve this puzzle and it's like a button that might as well have said like here's the solution here's the button yeah over here there's an arrow pointing to yeah like you've gotten to the point of the game where you've taken too long and the game's just like this is where it is right here it's highlighted yeah yeah, the game's like yeah, it comes out and it's like, hey, maybe you should go this way. Do you want a hint? Do you want a yeah. hint? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, with, with this can with this cannonball scene, there's gunpowder. He puts his cannonball in. He rips off a piece of an old rope to use as like a wick. He puts that in there. Now the lighter. The lighter that uh-huh. Sam gave him. He pulls the lighter out. He's it never worked around the whole time. Mm-hmm. It never works, but he's got faith in it because his brother gave it to him, and you know he says it's gonna I kept work. I'm thinking, like, why does he? Why don't you put any fuel in that fucking thing? Change exactly. the little rock. Now, now this is where my one question, because I really do like this sequence. To spoiler, uh-huh. he ends up pulling it off. He shoots down the other helicopter, but how does he light a Zippo off the ground the way he does? He can't get it to light. So he does some move where he like runs yeah, it on the yeah. ground and then it lights. It's just cool. It's just yeah, for it I, to look cool. And I think that's yeah. just a good example of the movie. Like the movie looks cool. It's mm-hmm. just not critically good. No, no. It's not like it looks cool, but there's no substance. You know what I mean? Right. It's Zero. like yeah. it's candy, dude. It's movie it's candy. Mm-hmm. And maybe, uh, and again, maybe that's kind of like the, the video games like limits, right? Like it's just. It's just gonna be like video fun. game movie. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just gonna be mm-hmm. fun. It's not gonna be something that 
turns into like you know a major hit that's like a classic a movie a film yeah. classic yeah it's not top gun maverick dude <laughs> no yeah no, no. <laughs> god that movie was so good but now, um, can, you, can you imagine real quick just for fun can you imagine tom holland and tom cruise dude that'd be awesome that would make be pretty sick. it would make it would have made perfect sense for me for tom holland to have been in top gun because mm -hmm. he's five six and he's it's a like, jockey yeah yeah, it, it, I never understood why in Top Gun, just to go off on this tangent, we have six feet tall, like huge men to fit yeah. in these cockpits Cockpits when right. everybody knows they have to be small. They have to be small guys to fit in there. Honestly, you that's know? how you hit your head on the windshield when you have to eject and say you're too tall. That Sorry, Goose. Ooh. Sorry about too it. Too soon? Too soon? Sorry about it. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably, probably. It'll forever be too soon. He's a love, he's a yeah. beloved character, you know. He is a beloved character. <laughs> that first movie has some homoerotic tones. I mean, there's literally a song called Playing with the Boys. <laughs> but Mark Wahlberg walking through like an ancient Spanish building and then like just showing up in a Papa John's is the most yeah. like, European thing ever. Because it's like <laughs> such a mix of like old and new and i really liked that i was like that's funny yeah that's cool but again there was just little bits and pieces where i'm like that's cool that's yeah that's funny that's cool. yeah the cat thing i thought was funny yeah you know mr whiskers yeah i enjoyed that yeah but you never did really like see the cat again until the post credit like scene which i yeah. liked actually i really I liked too. that I, I think it's just a way of showing like sully's arc like he cares a little bit now you know like yeah before he was very much a double like every i think that's the point of the movie too is that everybody will double cross everybody there's mm -hmm. zero loyalty in yeah. the treasure hunting game which they constantly repeat and then uh but for the cat it was almost the same way of like of nate like getting him to save him in the end was the the fact that he's like he now cares about the cat he is now cares what? he now cares about nate a little bit more you know like he's still gonna double cross like believe me in the sequel he's gonna double cross you like three four times again huh but you're gonna end up holding hands at the end again you know yeah yeah that's funny because that's not how i read that i did not think that like oh mr whiskers is a uh metaphor for like sully actually caring but yeah you're, you're right it kind of kind it of is. it shows that like oh I didn't that's how it plays that. out to me like i i, I there's that throwaway line when they're in Spain and they're like all, you know, trying to figure out where the where the tree is or whatever. And he's like, "Hey, do you think she's okay?" Yeah, do you think the like, guy fed about, the cat? He didn't text me. Like, I'm talking about Mr. Whiskers. I haven't yeah. heard about Mr. Whiskers. I haven't heard about the cat. Yeah. So it shows that he's like thinking about something other than himself, you know? Yes. And like yes. in like in a brief moment. But that's the thing. It's like very surface level. You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. not See, it's like There's, almost like they were the writers were like, we haven't really done anything to like kind of show that Sully cares about things. Maybe we should put yeah. a cat in here. Yeah, it, <laughs> yes. You, basically, yeah, we we yeah. need a device. It needs about forty seconds of airtime. Yeah, yeah. The movie's needs, already ninety-five minutes. But it long, needs like, to show a lot. Yeah, it needs to show a lot in these brief moments. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, uh, well, you're not giving us a lot to work with, so. We can write like seven lines of dialogue to show that he cares about a cat. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was. It almost felt to me at times like they were making another game, and they're like, "Actually, this one's a movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because games are narratively very, uh, pretty open. 
because so mm-hmm. much of it is up to you. You know, the games are just cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, it'll cut right. to you when you get to the, when you finish this little level. It'll cut this, to the Nathan Drake turning movie. into like a CGI guy and being like, "Oh, what's going on here?" You know, this um, yeah. What are you doing on this beach? How'd you get here? Uh-huh. Chloe, how did you get here? It doesn't matter. Like I just kind of <laughs> entered through uh, stage left. But speaking of Chloe, that relationship also it, it mirrors the same thing. It's just like, oh, we need a romantic interest, so like let's make yeah. over there teaming up with be a babe um yeah and then oh, yeah. completely forget about her in the third act nathan well, gives he... her the wrong coordinates and she's gone yeah. for the whole third act trick your and... ass yeah <laughs> yeah but i love that it's like oh yeah uh she's gone and then the movie fucking ends and she's like is back <laughs> on yeah. little shit. yeah and it's just like oh hey uh i missed out on this one yeah. you got me <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll be back for the sequel. You guys <laughs> rides away in her little boat like that's Yeah, honestly, if, if I would I would guess that she's the one that shows up at the end. That would be my guess. Like you know when you're talking about there's some Ooh, force that stops them. I like that. I think it's I like her. That. It's probably her. You know, like she's just standing there, like gun pointed at both of yeah, them. Yeah, she's she's got a gun. Yeah, yeah I like that. I mean, you have to write her in somehow at this point. Yeah. No, exactly. Honestly, yeah. though, I will say one of the quickest drowning to not drowning scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, and there. also, that was uh, staged weird because mm-hmm. clearly Tom Holland can't pull her out of the water when he comes That's, out. It's a, it's very unfeasible because they're climbing out of like a sewer drain that full that of the water. water. Full of water. The water's pushed them up to this point. They're climbing out of it. She is, for all intents and purposes, dead. A dead drowned. body. Uh huh. And they both climb through the hole, even though she's dead. And then she, yeah. but it, but then like they're almost up through the hole, and she's like, she's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, like no, said, no CPR, nothing. She just so comes to. At what point are you supposed to worry that she actually drowned because she immediately did it? Yeah. And yeah. again, that's what this movie does. Is like no stakes. Like like here's the stakes. Just kidding. It's fine. Hmm. Very quick, yeah. very quick. Antonio Banderas is the same. Like they try to yeah. give him stakes, like, oh, your daddy doesn't want to give you the money. Just kidding. Yeah. He's dead now. Oh, yeah. Antonio Banderas is coming for the treasure. Just kidding. He's dead now. The double crosser got double crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, and like for another thing I would say is maybe the budget didn't account for a lot of fake blood. Or maybe they maybe well, it's more of a rating thing. Probably, I think actually. it's a PG thirteen thing. Yeah, that makes I think sense. They wanted to keep it PG thirteen. I just I just talked yeah. my way into that. That makes sense. But yeah. honestly, again though, so you kill you kill his dad off camera. You save some money there. You save some gore there. You keep the rating. <laughs> then you cut his throat, and it's like it's like a paper cut. Like there's no blood. Yeah. It's but they kind of show it. Was there a pool of blood when like no, Sully and Drake that's what I'm kind of? That's wild. I I do, and okay, this is a good example of like, I, I maybe I just have a boner for Tom Holland because when he walks sure. into that room, he's just like, oh, <laughs> he yeah, reacts yeah, to the dead yeah. body. Nobody yeah. else does, but I'm like, right, it's, it's just right. like a small moment of like, oh, he's so charismatic, dude. Honestly, that one, and then I'm in the beginning when he's on the cargo and he like comes to and he has to kick that guy off. And he's he like, kicks sorry. Guy. Yeah, he's like, he's like, sorry, it was purely reactionary or whatever. Like, yeah, well, because the guy's he's, dead he's now. Oh, yeah, he's totally <laughs> he dead. Definitely well, you know, honestly, guy. the way they jump around and kind of like 
maybe he could do that too, you know, theoretically. But now nah, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. Again, it's PG thirteen. The death we don't, the death happens off screen. When you don't know his name, he's dead. Also, you know why uh, this movie? I think they had to make a lot of choices rating wise because, like, there's that scene in the beat. I want to say end of the second act, beginning of the third act, where Chloe and Nate are at the hotel together, mm-hmm. right after we get the Nolan North ca- Nolan North cameo, which mm-hmm. I don't. For uh, just to go on that tangent real quick, do people know what Nolan North looks like, the voice actor for Drake? Because he shows up in this movie. He's just chilling on the beach, and he's like, "Oh." What's up? And Tom Holland and him have a quick interaction, and then he's I don't, gone. I don't think anybody, like, even hardcore video game fan, like, even people who were hardcore video game fans of this game, mm-hmm. I don't think they would recognize him. I think they would recognize his voice. Yeah. For and me, maybe, the only like... The reason I knew it was him was it because the movie stops <laughs> to yeah, give right. us the cameo, and I'm like, oh, right. that must have been a cameo. Yeah, exactly. So then I went and I looked Same. him up, and I'm like, oh, Same. okay, it was Nolan North. I had like, no the clue. The pacing of the yeah. movie literally stops, and it's just like, why did he have a conversation with this random man? You know, and then he keeps going. Well, again, like, oh, it had, things... had to be Stan, the Stan Lee of the Drake and Charlie. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you, you know, he's gonna be in the sequel too. <laughs> they're gonna like Bruce Campbell him into the sequel. He's gonna be like buying yeah. a hot dog <laughs> when they're like yeah. in New York City or something, and he, he's gonna like <laughs> drop ketchup on his, on his fucking, you know, like yeah. they're gonna do some shit like that. I and, and, and speaking of that for just a second, because I mm-hmm. clearly was I was gonna get to somewhere else. Um there was a scene also where like he completes his costume, he puts the gun holsters on, you know. Oh yeah, and now he's Nathan Drake. And even right. that I'm like, it feels so forced, dude. Yeah. And same with Sully when he walks out at the end and he's wearing the Hawaiian shirt and he has the mustache. I'm like, oh God, it's like I don't know, it just didn't it's- sit well with me. It's it's kind of like you let a kid who really likes this movie or really likes this game make the movie. Right, write the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's not like uh, we ever wondered when you're playing the game, like, I wonder when he got his gun holsters. Yeah. I wonder when Sully grew that mustache. Right. Those are just the characters. That's just how we see and know them. But, oh, what I was getting at before, the rating-wise, like, they made clearly made some choices for the rating because – at the beginning of that second act, or at the beginning of that third act, Nate and Chloe are at a hotel, and they look very cozy. Yeah. So, like, did they fuck? Is the implication that they fucked? I I think rating wise, that's as close to fucking as you can get without actually fucking. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, it it did have the one night stand kind of feel, right? Because like she's in the bed, he's figuring it out. He gets <laughs> yeah, up. Like- he gets. He gets up, she's gone. Yeah, know? yeah. He's and like she took the of course he set her up, you know, he had to set her up because she was gonna double cross mm-hmm. him again. She walks out, she's just a bathrobe. Yeah, you know, he's trying he's shirtless, to puzzle out. just she's kinda hanging out. Yeah. Right in his V line. Yeah, he's shirtless. Like, come on, guys. There's there's I think clearly been wise, sexual tension. Rating wise, that's as close as you get to, you know. But I think do you think they did or forking? Um I I I want to think they did. <laughs> Me but too. I, I think that's but, what they want you to like. We'll just leave it up for the audience. Yeah. You want them to fuck? Sure, they fuck, definitely. Uh, yeah. If not, then it doesn't matter. No, they didn't. We didn't show it. It's like, is Dumbledore gay? Sure, he's gay, definitely. If he's not, well, we didn't show it until just recently. But Right, yeah. right. Plausible yeah. deniability, they call it. 
No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's what they call it. Oh, yeah, they call it a quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the coordinates if yeah. you get you show me your coordinates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the longitude and the latitude yeah. of the old down south. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into the uh, overall final thoughts of the movie. So, um, I will say overall, I enjoyed this more than I anticipated. Uh, but the movie in general just kind of feels like fluff. It's fine. There's no real depth to anything. Mm -hmm. Generally, kind of bland, except for the creative action sequences. Uh, I will say the best thing about this movie, and I think we've said this a lot, is that it shows the caliber of Tom Holland and how he could be, you know, the next big action star. And I hope, I genuinely hope he is. I genuinely hope he is for all the short kings out there. I was gonna say, I think the next thing we'll see is him in the rock. You know. Yeah. Do you want to see rock. that though? No, I'm just purely joking on the fact that they are in every movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's only a matter of time before their careers collide. Same. Did you watch the Black Adam trailer? I did. Yeah. What'd you think? I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Like. Oh really? I, okay. I mean, I mean, again, DC is such a frustrating thing to talk about, though. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like it'll be cool, but again, there's no gonna... stake. There's no stakes to it because there's no universe gonna be like to, this. Care, to care about. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exactly like this. Yeah. 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 So what are your that. final thoughts uh, on the movie? I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I did enjoy watching it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't have a lot of love for it either. Um, like I wouldn't. This is one of those movies that if unless because we're talking about it, I watched it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we weren't going to talk about it, I would probably never watch it again. You know, just because I like agree. one time is kind of enough for me. Uh, if it was on TNT, yeah, I would just leave it on. Yeah, yeah, you I know? agree. I wouldn't actively pursue it, but if it was on, I would watch it. Yeah, but yeah. also, I like to me one of the problems I have is just I. It's hard for me when I'm going to sit down and watch something. It's hard for me to turn off like the critical active watch, like or watcher. You can't with that with that <laughs> film minor. Uh, you can't. You can't turn it off. Once you start looking yeah. at stuff like that, it's really hard to turn it off. And I feel like for this for this one, it would have helped if I could have. You know, you just reminded me of uh, my sister and I when we watch stuff. If I can guess the dialogue, like sometimes I'll be watching something and I like say the dialogue and then they'll say it. And I'll be like, yeah, sucks. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just always go with this, the South Park where they're just like. Yeah, I do the same thing. I like I, I say the dialogue, they say it, and then I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, to me, there was a lot of that in this movie because, like, again, everything happens so fast and the, there's no real stakes because everything's answered as quickly as it's asked. Mm -hmm. So, like, the part where they're uh, they're on the cargo ship after they've fallen out or they're on the cargo after they've fallen out of the cargo plane and they're floating in the ocean. They can't. There's, there's just ocean. Yeah. And yeah. then, oh, there's a beach resort. <laughs> they're like they're, they literally spend like That's five so Mississippi going like what are we gonna do next and then she's like they look over around. there they literally yeah. turn around yeah <laughs> look like look up Tom Holland turn around and look over there there's a resort yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. perfect <laughs> yeah and believe it or not Nolan North is there <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's on vacation yeah I think so I, my my last thing that I would say 
is that I feel like it's a bummer when you're like a real film fan to watch something that's so blatantly bought everything that's like good about it. You know, like you spent money on the cast. They were good. They showed up. They were good. You spent money on like the sequences. They were, they were all good. They were, like, they were good. All of the actors definitely did a hell of a performance. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's like asking feels... them to like deliver shitty lines and just because the best actor in the world can make you feel something delivering yeah. horrible dialogue. But to me, it's like it's 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 so ironic to watch something that's spent so much money on these things, but still feels so cheap to watch. Yeah. So that's where my I would say that's where like my my final you know if I had one final it's like buying a my pillow or something probably. Yeah, I would never do that. But I imagine that like they're expensive and you get them and you're like, yeah, this is just a fucking pillow. <laughs> it's probably yeah. It's just another pillow to use. So it's another All right. Way to put so your head on. Uh, exactly. Let's get to the uh, critic reviews here. All right. Yeah. So this first review from Film Week, a top critic says, it's not that much of a movie, but a diversion. It's a big, dumb diversion. The best thing about it is that it serves as evidence that Tom Holland makes for a wonderful movie star. And I mean, couldn't yeah. agree more. Pretty spot on. We pretty said, spot I'm pretty on. sure we said that. Yeah. yeah I agree. In a roundabout that. way, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> okay this next one's from the age australia uh it's all mildly amusing mildly exciting and entirely routine just as you might expect from a director such as the reliably faceless ruben Fleischer from venom who manages to go from one hit to the next without ever showing any particular talent oof that's rough i was gonna say you know not not nice but also probably true yeah so i gave him a two out of five and i i liked zombie land but yeah it seems like anything he's done afterwards is just kind of there he's definitely liked, just making movies i like zombie yeah i was gonna say because like i didn't even remember so this would be my example of why he's like you know the the face reliably faceless right i didn't realize he did uh 30 minutes or less which i actually really like that movie what is that oh that's, that's with uh danny mcbride yeah right yeah and uh, uh jesse eisenberg which I, like that I, I enjoyed too. that one and i didn't realize he did it but i enjoyed that one i don't mm -hmm. know what that says about him as a director but again it's just kind of like he's he's there and he makes movies let's uh, let's book him he makes he makes movies and uh, and expensive movies yeah and yeah, generally not flops it looks like he, he can handle a bit of a budget it, it seems you know yeah yeah but again nothing like you know it seems like he's making um mcdonald's and not yeah fine dining yeah you know yeah, what you're I mean, gonna get every time yeah 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 yeah. exactly all right it's so not this gonna next be one. amazing <laughs> exactly <laughs> this next one from the new york post uncharted you say that's a funny title for an action adventure movie that doesn't stray one inch from the well-tread path of what came before it you know at two out of four and then we give them a two out of four you know i agree with that because there are those uh um transitions from when it's a from when they're going from one place to another and it's very clearly like the indiana jones plane mm -hmm. going yeah. from one piece of the world to the other one you know and and um even like the catacomb scenes and stuff like that like mm -hmm. we've seen all of that before and it's yeah it's a well-tread path for sure yeah i think it's it's one of those things where it's like it's now part of the treasure hunter lore yeah but like it just barely made it 
So it's like, how like, do you make it doesn't an add anything treasure to hunter it. movie? You know, yeah. it's it's tough. Know. You have, I think you have to combine it with something, you know, original. Like, did you watch everything everywhere all at once? Not yet. But like okay. you, you talking about it on one of the like the past podcast makes me want to because I didn't you know should. much about it to be honest. Yeah, I think that the way you, you could probably combine um, a treasure hunting movie with something as simple as like a family drama, like Everything Everywhere All at Once, is uh, genre bending. I think that's how you breathe new life into something like this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You have to. Mm -hmm. The core story has to be something intimate, and then you put that inside of something grandiose like this you know mm -hmm. so that like me yeah like this movie if it was more about drake being concerned about his brother it could have carried a little bit more dramatic weight you know yeah instead yeah. of it being him just going from one place to another with mark Wahlberg, super fast <laughs> very quickly so yeah. fast <laughs> very quickly <laughs> all right the last critic review from uh, ABC News, you better lower your expectations about this video game turn movie. But Tom Holland teaming up with Mark Wahlberg proves his Spider-Man success is no fluke, which makes this Indiana Jones knockoff more watchable than it has any right to be. Oh, yeah, see? Spot on. Spot on. I, I, I couldn't I agree. agree more. Could not agree more. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg together were very entertaining. Very yeah. entertaining. Um, in the in the yeah. movie itself, the action was entertaining, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, this first uh, <laughs> this first audience review, I think I'm gonna do it last because it's pretty great. So I'm gonna start with uh, <laughs> Lola, who gave it five stars. Such a fun and entertaining movie. Tom Holland is as charming as ever and shows what a bona fide movie star he is. Loved the pacing and there's lots of great action, but the writing and plot could have been better. I'm hoping they'll make up for that in the sequel. Definitely recommend five stars. Five stars. Hi, Lola. Lola. Oof. It sounds like Lola loves McDonald's. I was going to say, like, go get a Big Mac and be like, yeah. five stars, delicious, and exactly what I wanted. But, yeah. you know, the fries could have been a little bit more fresh. Hoping they'll make up for that next time. Definitely Lola. recommend McDonald's. Five stars. Yeah, Lola gets tuned up by two things: Tom Holland and McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can tell that because she's a fan, she likes it. She likes it exactly. You know, and like you can't blame her. That's what these movies no. are. That's what movies are for. Yeah, that's why they cast Tom Holland. Mm hmm. So All right, you, this is if from you're just... Kathleen. Fantastic. Kathleen. Can't wait to see the next one. Great actors for those who gave it negative views. How many knew it's based on a PlayStation 4 game? I'm 71, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen, wow. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> you know, I, it, I like it is undeniably like a video game movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm she's 71 like proud of being aware of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 71, and I can use Google, so. <laughs> yeah. Siri Siri told me this was a this was a video game movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't believe her at times, first. But... And a video game came up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna switch to uh let's see here from Jeffrey. Uh wasn't much chemistry between Holland, Wahlberg, and the female lead. 
the end sequence with ships and helicopters was awful because those ships would have fallen apart three stars i mean i mean there's no way point. that wood is still like it's viable. been in it's it's been in like a moist human environment for how many years there was like a giant hole above the cave where they were hidden you're telling me it didn't just constantly rain on those fucking things it's like a tropical environment there's no way it just sat in water absolutely and, and soaked it up for how many years and then we haven't even got to the fact that the gold weighs so much uh -huh. and both ships are it would filled have crashed with it. right through the floors because patio decks in florida have been replaced constantly and i know it would take away a lot of that scene but to me like you lift the ships and all the gold falls out i would have loved that's what happens that that's what would, happens yeah they go to airlift you know. the ships and they just pulverize themselves under their own weight like exactly I, when they started putting that netting underneath the ships i was like wait a minute what is their plan here and then they just airlift those fuckers? just picked them up just picked them right up insane yeah and they and held together crashing into rocks and the ships in general are still fine and the rocks are like like breaking you know what that wood would be like in all honesty like the cardboard that you throw out at like a restaurant where yeah. it's seen it's seen a lot of liquid soaking it's seen, wet it's been in there for like a week two weeks you take yeah. it out the box doesn't hold up anymore it completely like withers away when you mm -hmm. pick it up that's what those shows like, like to me or like do you remember like when you were in college you buy like walmart furniture and it's mm -hmm. like not even made of wood it's like pieces of wood that they've somehow just like stuck together you yeah, know, like paper mache. It's a paper it's like mache. Paper mache, yeah. And then they'll yeah. just paint it black and it's like, yep, it's a TV console. Um, $15. Yep. $15. And then you put like one beer on it, it spills. The whole thing warps. It like yeah. grows like a fucking chia pet and it no longer holds any weight. It either, I was going to say it either warps and grows like that or it's like cotton candy and it just kind of like withers away just disappears yeah, just crushed right yeah. through it and like yeah. when you put it together they don't even give you screws like they're like plastic or like yeah. those little <laughs> hole things that you just kind of put in there and you hope to god it'll stay together for the semester yeah. but yeah <laughs> you'll notice that this peg is kind of square and it goes yeah. through this hole <laughs> this peg's a little longer than the last one but i'm sure it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be fine it's the same <laughs> all right i'm just gonna we're gonna end this with the. Uh, this one from Robert D. I actually did not watch this, but then I noticed the high score here. No idea why that is. I cannot come up with a good thing about this movie. Nope, he did not watch the movie. Terrible acting, I, devoid of any emotions or charisma. I actually had high hopes for Tom Holland, but he basically plays Spider-Man without the suit. Weird casting choices. Action scenes are too over the top to enjoy and the story could have been interesting but i don't know it all just seems to be an imitation of something we've seen before they don't even use the music from the game until late in the credits just watch national treasure instead it sounds like robert did watch the movie it definitely sounds like so he's a liar yeah oh wait he says i actually did not want to watch this oh. that's my bad that's my bad he oh. gave it one star i don't fully disagree with him though I, the only thing I would say is like, I totally agree that Tom Holland feels like he's basically playing Spider-Man without the suit. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like that's because he's he's just Tom that's, Holland. Yeah, and that's not a weird casting choice. That's the only reason a lot of people would see this movie. <laughs> yeah, 
know. disagree that it's devoid of emotions or charisma because the only thing that was like keeping me into this movie was that there was Tom Holland and Wahlberg's charisma in there. Yeah. I wouldn't say emotion, but there was charisma. Definitely. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. I agree. All right. So let's uh wrap it up. What would you give this movie, Matt? the real ranking here the real ranking out of 100 i went 65 because i think wow i think for for what this movie set out to do and to reflect the video game and to give the video game fans their their movie they did a good job okay but in the realm of like movies it's not good no i i i agree with you to an extent, for sure. Um, I'm going to give it 55 out of 100 because I think it's, in general, middle of the road. Middle of the road movie. We've all seen this yeah. movie before, and there's going to be many more of these movies. It seems like every summer there is. Um, mm-hmm. If you catch mm-hmm. it, you'll probably have a good time. But like at the end of the day, it's what I imagine Jurassic Park, the new one, is going to be like. Oh, completely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Maybe I Jurassic Park is going to be a little worse because first uh, thing I read about it is is that it's not good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you know I, what though? I'm going to go see it. No, oh, yeah. I'm going to go watch it in theaters because yeah. um, Sam Neill and Laura Dern are in it, and I love them. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, the casting is making me go to this movie. I mean, when they when they yeah. got Chris Pratt to do it, it's like like from the from the beginning of this new trilogy, when they got Chris Pratt to yeah. do it, it was like, oh, nice move. I didn't even see the last one, dude. I didn't either. Before this, I have no the, idea what it was. I enjoyed the like the first one that they did. I don't remember what it was called. Jurassic Park, Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. I enjoyed yeah. Jurassic World, but I almost feel resistant to watching any more. Like I don't want to see any more of that. Yeah, I don't want to see that go anywhere. Really, like that was enough for me. But, you know, to see dinosaurs on the big screen is always going to be cool. So, yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park one is incredible, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I'll go see this. I'm going to go watch this and probably talk about it on the podcast a little bit, too. So one one thing that does crack me up is when people are like, oh, Jurassic Park, like the books are way better. And I just don't understand because oh, like, I, I'm sure that they are very good. No, but go ahead. Finish your point before I tell you that. They are right. (laughs) 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 To me, okay. You know, the dinosaur in IMAX. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Versus you going, the T Rex roared loudly. Or, 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's it's, it's written better than that. but, But, like, to me, I can't read the words and, and like feel the dinosaur the same way as when you see it and hear it and like, you know, I don't know. For what it's worth, the book is less, at least the first one, I only read Michael Crichton's first Jurassic Park book. Um, Mm -hmm. The book is, it's about the dinosaurs, right? But it's more about like the consequences of fucking with nature. 
Okay. And so it's it's more philosophical. It's more about like what Jeff Goldblum's character in the first one is getting at, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Which like, I could see that being that awesome. a lot more. Yeah. yeah, and it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Um, but also that movie is fucking great. It's probably one of the only examples of the movie being just as good as the book. And then being yeah. two separate things. Yeah. I, I definitely respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna watch the boys? I have watched. I've, yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, up on it. Yeah, I'm I think I'm it. literally right after this. I'm gonna go watch the next episode. That show gives me so much Friday. anxiety, though. Dude, it's wild, but it makes I, like, me laugh so hard. It, oh, it's so good, but like I literally have to take breaks in between episodes. Like I can't binge it because it's like it gets me so worked up. Yeah, the yeah. Way, the way like like any scene with Homelander, like I can't breathe. The anxiety. I'm so. I'm, so, yeah, I'm sure. just like, whew. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna I, fucking blow this guy up. He's gonna blow we this should guy have talked about know? this in What You Watch It. Also, yeah. I think we had the longest What You Watch It segment. <laughs> yeah, again, this time. it was great. No, no track. You know, you really need John Wolf. We both need John Wolf. We both need because... John Wolf. We should do one with the three of us for sure. We should. Yeah, we gotta do that. Absolutely, we gotta do that. We'll see what we do again, next time. Really appreciate um, you having me. Yeah. Dude, thank you for coming. Thank you so yeah. much for joining me. No, this is awesome. Um, yeah. We'll see when John Wolf is back. I don't even know if he's coming back next week. <laughs> what if he stays in Africa? What if he just he, loves it so much? I mean, you know? I would love it if we do a Zoom call like this and behind him is just like fucking Sahara. So, so yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I'm sorry, not wow. Safari. Clearly, Safari, I'm not a yeah. world traveler. Unlike Honestly, Nathan though, Drake, but an, an episode on Sahara would be pretty cool. <laughs> like the Matthew McConaughey movie? <laughs> Just joking. Yeah. Just you mean our next president, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I would I, I don't know how crazy. we got this far talking about Uncharted without talking about Sahara though, because they both feel kind of like this. They both have some similarities for sure. For sure. At least in like their outfits. Yeah. <laughs> they both wear that like the khakis and like the beige, uh dirty a lot uh, of pockets. Shirt. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pockets, yeah. a lot of pockets for sure. Um but anyways, guys, you let us know what you thought of Uncharted. Did you like it? Did you love it? Do you decide with the critics, with the audience? Let us know on our socials, at EARC Pod. My socials, at Hoser Loser on all platforms. Uh, and be sure to catch all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to all of you that listen and reach out to us. I'm Jose Garcia Chow, here with Matt McGuffey. This time, I almost said John Wolf, just out of, just out of, uh, of habit. Just the rhythm. Just, yeah, yeah just the rhythm of the, the, rhythm of the night. Um, well, surprise, tonight, it's me. <laughs> tonight <laughs> matt and i sided with the critics it sounds like but remember mm -hmm. at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you enjoyed this movie good on you at the end of the day everyone's a real critic bye amen bye <laughs> did did chloe and nate fuck bye <laughs> <laughs> that is the question <laughs> yeah yeah